This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Wednesday, May 9th, 2018. We're at Google I.O., it's day two, it's the afternoon, and I have a cadre of amazing journalists around me. This is going to be the informal Google I.O. talk session. There's going to be a lot of background noise. I'm warning you right now. There's vehicles going by, people walking. There's music that's being tested. Exactly. And so uh, I'm going to get you guys to all introduce yourselves. Maybe start with Jason. Hello. Hey, uh, I'm Jason Howell, all about Android. We've been on my show many times. Thank you. There we go. I'm Andrew Martnick with Android Central. I've been on Miriam's podcast once before, early on. That is correct. You rescued me once. (laughs) In a moment of dire need. Uh, I'm David Amell. I've also been on Miriam's podcast once before in New York City in December. I think you guys have all (laughs) been. Or February or something. Yeah. I'm with Android Authority, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Uh, and I'm Fiona Gomal. I just launched uh, my new site, techiesupreme.com, and I've also been on your podcast. I really didn't need to start. It's awesome. I just meant to say thank you for coming on my show. It's always No, no, I love being on your show. And you have been on my show once, and it was a it was with, together with uh, Sean. Yes. And Gadget. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that was Sean Cooper, who is, you know, I don't know if Sean still writes for Engadget, but I think occasionally he does. Uh, but Sean and I used to do the Engadget Mobile Podcast together for a while. So, there's a lot of returns to Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. So, Google I.O. Day 2, not too much happened today. I think we're all wrapping up stories and content. and But I kind of want to get a feel for what you all individually think. Fiona, you start. Uh, well, for the most part, I was just kind of interested in the keynote announcement. That's kind of my, you know, I'm, I'm more consumer facing than anything else. So even though I kind of popped in on all of the other uh, things going on, the announcements kind of have been the most interesting thing to me. And for me, I'm kind of, I'm writing uh, a piece right now just because I feel like I'm the only one still following, like, what's Android P going to be called? So, <laughs> like, I'm it's Peppermint, so, yeah. <laughs> we can wrap it up. <laughs> no, but Peppermint doesn't make sense. It's not a pastry. Well, I mean, it's a pastry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Pastry. Okay, look. First, hey, look. first debate, <laughs> I think that's... I agree. They said. What if it's Android pastry, just generic? <laughs> <laughs> how about pie? Nah. nah, nah, nah. Okay. Too so how yeah, about it's, pe- too it's simple. peppermint? Or yeah, that's what I said. I think. So you see, popsicle seems like the logical okay, have, explanation yeah. because it's the shape of an Android already. Oh, yeah. If you think about popsicle, like they could literally just make That'd it melt, melting at the bottom, and then popsicle works. It would work. But so it's kind of hard to say. My, my what guess, your and it actually, it's funny because it ties into Android Central. Mm-hmm. Um, my main guess is Pop-Tart. And uh, um, it started last year right after Android Oreo was announced. I was on Twitter and I saw a tweet from Android Central saying, oh, what's Android P going to be called? So I commented, Pop-Tart or nothing. And then guys, these guys jumped in on my comment. They're like, well, 
that part is a dessert. It's not a tea street. I'm like, no, it's a tasty treat. It doesn't have to be yeah. a dessert. That's why not. So, <laughs> so I had like this little back and forth with some people in the Android Central Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so I've just kind of been rolling with this pop tart or nothing all for like the last year. I actually talked to Dave Berger. I told him if <laughs> if if Android P is not pop tart, you need to just scrap the whole OS and just go to Q. <laughs> just keep it rolling. This year, though, they didn't have the uh, any any treats that are out. Yeah. They the have. No, okay, okay, they actually have. They have. I've been tracking them. So I went to <laughs> yes, Fiona. I went first. I went to the women tech makers social that was on Monday before, and um, they had pop tarts there. Oh, they had like uh, they had like freshly baked kind of like flaky pop tarts, not like the the actual branded pop. Tarts uh, that everyone knows, so it's knockoff pop tarts. They're pastries. Knockoff tarts. That's a good point. <laughs> so they had pop tarts there. <laughs> then yesterday they had pretzels out Ooh, and about. Pretzels that kind of fits. I mean, that's, that's not really a treat. See, though, pastry. Is a thing. I, I'm broadening the pastry because pretzels, pretzel works. Um, today they had pop popcorn. Out. Oh, I don't think anybody's talking about And you know, and so, and so, uh, Michael, Josh, and I did a podcast last night, and, uh, from, from Gadget Match, and he suggested it might be a pineapple because There's of those right treats that say, that say, uh, what do they say on them? They say something about thinking, like, about, like, you know, think, think outside the box or something. I, I mean, there's some, there's something written on there that kind of makes me like, hmm, but a pineapple is like, is that, I guess it's a tasty treat. I don't know. I was pretty... That's a little too healthy for Android. Pop-Tart or nothing. But what it's makes you think it might be peppermint, David? Um, I just think that peppermint, like the way that you say it, like peppermint, Android peppermint, just it's seems catchy. like... It's like that. the enunciation is easy. Yeah. It's fresh. That's a, well, <laughs> it's, it's fresh. There you go. You're not, I mean, you're not going to run into a nougat, nougat problem. There's either. that. There's that. Like, that's my main issue with, uh, what was it? The other one that was not peppermint. Uh, it's not Pop-Tart. Profiteroles? Yeah, maybe, maybe Pop-Tart. I don't know. Like, peppermint is just such a satisfying, easy word to say. Like, I don't I guess it is. Yeah. It's just like but it's a light quality too. Yeah, I can totally see it. They're easy to but the, the it's it's tougher in a headline. It's a long word. Uh, Ore, Oreo is nice. Nice Oreo, short, Oreo is easy. Doesn't push nice. your character count out that yeah, much in yeah. tweets. Well we have marshmallow. Yeah, That's marshmallow. Really long. That was, that was <laughs> long. I think everyone referred that to as M as M for a long yeah. time. So peppermint will be P. There you yeah. go. Just keep just it. Because Yeah. But I, I like your idea. I I yeah. Yeah, that sounds fresh. Like, I think, oh yeah, popsicle, okay, so popsicle is the other, I think it's a logical explanation because they can literally just make the android the same shape, but have him <laughs> melting at the bottom, and that's a popsicle. And just put a face on it. And put a face on it, yes. Yeah. It's so easy, but popsicle is just such an awkward word to say, and it's also a branded word. Oh, yeah. So they would have to go do for I the do brand? Do you think they'll do a brand again? That's the question. That's the I weird thing. Not. The weird thing is, after KitKat, they said they were never going to do a partnership again for the name. Until and they did it. like, yo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, money goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually... I'm, I can see Popsicle. I, I doubt that there's much money exchange other than some sort of lawyers making money out of Branding. some sort of... Well, yeah. you, know, okay, you know how they have like the Spongebob Popsicles? They could do that, but with Android. 
Think about the marketing opportunity. Yeah. Right? They could have, like, you know, the dead zebra androids that are all the different, like... I mean, I, I love that. See, the Kit Kat bars they had. By yeah. yeah, I still have a And couple. I saw my, yeah. I saw my ginger ma- gingerbread man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it hasn't rotten yet. The ants haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, it's still in this packaging. Oh, it, it, lost, it lost a leg at one point. <laughs> it was attacked by a there are, baby. There are people listening that are like, "Wait, what version of Android is that?" No that was so long, <laughs> so long ago. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> We've been doing this way too long, all of us. <laughs> Since gingerbread was a hot new thing. Well, what is Android? Ten years old now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually just, just ten happened. years old. Yeah. So, I mean, other than the naming, what, what? Okay, tell me what you each, each thought. So, Fiona, you really think that the the naming was the thing you were really excited about, Clary? Well, I just kind of, I still just follow it. I feel like it's died down from the heyday, but you know, it's just kind of always been one of my favorite aspects. I think it's fun. It's it's one of the things that makes uh, Google so. um, What's the word? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, they have this kind of like fun, nerdy, you know, dorky Mm -hmm, thing going, right? What about you, David? What what caught your eye? At Google I.O. Um, there were two things for me. It was two announcements. Uh, the first one was Google Photos is like my favorite app that Google makes. And I think that it's like, it's the most tangible source of machine learning for like, for front-facing consumers to like actually understand. Because um, when you say like, you can search someone's face, you can search a name of a person you're related to, you can search a place, an object, and it can automatically find it. That's like the easiest way to explain that to people is that if you feed a machine tons of images, it'll eventually know that this is definitely a dog. So then you can search the dog. My mom still doesn't understand that concept, but I think (laughs) that people are starting to get it finally. And so they added a bunch of new features to Google Photos. And I feel like while every single other Google product is going left, right, up and down all the time, Google Photos is the one that is on a trajectory that it just keeps going getting better and better and better, and they have not made any radical changes to it. I don't think they need to. And they so at the show here, they added a bunch of different features. They added the ability to colorize old, like, black and white photos, which is crazy because people do that for a living and get paid thousands of dollars. To there do are entire companies oh, that yeah. just do that. And they spend, like, a month on each photo. Yeah, it's no, crazy. It's nuts. So it's, that's pretty... And, like, most people can't tell the difference, right? If their grandparents have old... I mean, it's a very, very niche feature, obviously, but it's cool. And then they have almost the opposite, where you can take a picture that's colored, and it'll automatically detect the subject and black out the background. So it's kind of using that whole, like, portrait mode type subject thing, just kind of making it fun. And they just keep getting it, making it better and better. And I think it really feeds into their whole machine learning thing. Um, And the other thing is the update to Google Maps that... The walking navigation. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! I, like, I I I walk around San Francisco every single day. It's like my hobby because I wake up at like seven, like six forty-five in the morning. Uh-huh. And I just walk around the city, and if I'm going to a new place, navigation it always says that I'm going the opposite direction that I'm going. Walk like driving navigation is awesome. Walking navigation has been trash for like ever since. Yeah. I, I think watched. that when they, what they described during the keynote happens to all of us. Yeah. 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 But I am a little concerned. I mean, I think the AR thing is great. The VPS visual. It's going to destroy it. It's going to be awesome. But I'm a little worried about their little foxy thing creature. Like, <laughs> all I could think of at the Cut time this was Clippy. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, Maybe no. you like to turn it's like, <laughs> it's like Google is bringing Clippy back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
And, and, and again, we're dating ourselves. I'm sure there are listeners who are wearing diapers when Clippy was around, but Clippy was the Microsoft. And they're, they're better off than we are. They're better off. They came to a world where smartphones already existed. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. So, Andrew, what did you think? What, what was the... If we're, if we're keeping it mobile Yeah, um, mobile mo- I like that. We're keeping it mobile, I guess, would actually be proper grammar, sorry. Uh, is actually the, the fact that the Android P developer preview is not just for the Pixel. It's for... That is cool. It's for seven different manufacturers yeah. also, which is just... That is it, it's a huge deal for nerds that maybe don't have a Pixel or they have a Pixel and they don't want to you know, ruin it by putting a beta <laughs> version of software on it that's kind of broken, but they have another one of these phones. Uh, it, it's a huge deal. And the, yeah. the, the most important part is these manufacturers get early access to Android P even earlier than they would get it otherwise. And that isn't necessarily going to mean that they all get P out to their, you know, production devices sooner, but it can't hurt. It can't hurt that situation, which is awesome. That not only that, it's, it's a kind of a, a vindication for, and for Google itself in last year's big announcement of Project Trouble yeah. and kind True. of a really yeah. great materialization of the power of all of that hard work because that was a huge, huge endeavor for, yeah, for the team point. to dive into. This is like an obvious, like a big example of it This working. is why you do this. Is, yeah, this is exactly yeah. why they did yeah. this a year ago. I That's mean, it'll be interesting to see just because a lot of these, a lot of the uh, manufacturers that they work with, they have, they, they put their own customization on on their Android devices, but then it's getting like pure Android to begin with. So right, they're willing to put just regular, the beta, the beta version that looks the same across all the devices on there is, is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that they made that announcement and... You know, we got some press releases from various companies, OnePlus, uh, Oppo, uh, you know, kind of like saying, hey, we did this, we're cool. Yeah. And I mean, it is cool, because it can't just be Pixel. I was really surprised to see Essential included in that, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was too, Nokia was the least surprising, because they're the, the big proponent of Android, you know, Android, One. You know, Android One, and and they are, you know, they've been pretty pure since day one. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm actually surprised Moto is not on that list. Mm-hmm. Right? Because their phones are pretty pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, making a big push right now with the G6. And, and they're doing Android and, uh, 1 with the Moto X4. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's surprising that Xiaomi is on there because they're one of the most I customized. Know, but it's yeah. because they have an Android 1 device. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one, I guess. Do they have more than one? No. no I have it. I just can't even remember what it's called. A1. Mi A1, yeah. Xiaomi Mi A1 Android 1, I think is the full name. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How did I remember that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I think um, like a lot of the companies that announced that they were going to add that extra, like, be able to do the beta were companies that were kind of like famous for pushing out updates really quick. Like Essential in particular. And being enthusiast focused with Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean like Essential in particular is like they push out updates so fast. Always. And they're still they're still updating their phone that was launched almost a year ago. Right. You know, like they're, they're always doing that. And I think and like I don't know, all the other companies too, like Nokia obviously is like the biggest proponent of Android One of all time and Right. I'm yeah. sure uh, Andy Rubin, the connection to Andy Rubin, did hurt as far yeah. as, yeah, okay, we need, we need some third-party, you know, 
uh, OEMs to, to partner with us on this. Of course, they're going to reach out to the, the father of Android. You yeah, would yeah, say, yeah. hey, you got a phone company. You want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only. So, Jason, what about you? What, what, was, what were the things that stood out? Uh, you know, both of the things. So, I'm going to name two things. One of them is so, like not important in the grand scheme of things, but I saw it today in the uh, AR sandbox and I thought it was really neat was the cloud anchors. Oh yeah. With the two different devices kind of synchronized with a single kind of uh, augmented object in the same room and being able to kind of play a game with somebody who's also on a device. We both see the same things mm. anchored in the same place. Yeah. I, that didn't, I mean, I heard it on stage and I was like, okay, cool. I guess that's neat, but it was really cool playing with it. Yeah. And I, I, I think that once we see developers get creative with that, I'm very curious to see where that leads, but that's not super important. The, probably the one, one of the other things that I thought was, has the potential to be a, a really big deal for a lot of different reasons is this idea of componentizing um, apps and splitting them apart on yeah. a per device basis, on a per uh, feature basis. So, so they've kind of s- split it up so that they're only serving the pieces that really matter to a particular device or configuration or use case. It's all, it's all the way down to features. So a, a developer that, that's creating an app that has a free and then a subscription-based portion of the app can choose to only really deliver, have to deliver the pieces that make up the free version inside of it. And then once someone yeah. buys into it, well, here's the rest of the app that you yeah. get the full unco- right. uncovered experience. Just gives, I think, developers a lot of a lot of capabilities. And it um, keeps app download sizes and yeah. install sizes way down. Which yeah. is great for all markets, not just... Apps have gotten markets. huge lately. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have. And, yeah. and you won't have to like download the free version and download the whatever it is in some cases. Right, too. having them actually yeah, work together makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that I thought that, that opens up a lot of doors and it really kind of, it kind of points to Google's kind of greater efforts with Android right now and just kind of... Well, they, well, they were talking about it, right? Simplifying the experience, and while that doesn't sound simple to split up apps and everything like that, I think the greater vision is that we don't want you to have to run your device with all these things that you don't actually need. Be it in the interface, be it in the apps that you're downloading. If you don't need that, why should you have it? I think that's a good trend. I know I'm. I'm used to be very uh, minimal in my app install uh, on my phones, but I'm finding that. There's so much crud now simply because all these services that I use actually enough to have an app for are just, you know, better with the app yeah. than the web or whatever. And, and so many things are app only and or the yeah. best experiences on that. And app. I'm yeah. like at the point where now I have like, you know, probably a hundred apps on my phone <laughs> and I don't yeah. really, th- I'm not really sure I want them all. Like I wish there was a way to, to kind of prioritize surfacey apps you need when you need them automatically, kind of like didn't, didn't um, they, they talked about that? Didn't somebody do that? Yeah. I mean, the, that's that's a big part of what they announced yesterday is this idea of, of artificial intelligence, AI, lovely buzzwords everywhere <laughs> nowadays. But I mean, you know, reaching into the experience to surface either in the app tray, the the most recent the actions, right? They talked about the slices actions and, the slices, and yeah. actions, and bring those in based on your usage, you know. Is it time day? I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what they're pulling from, but they seem to be using AI to analyze how you use your device at what time and what you know s- situations to be able to surface. And these what's the most likely next thing you're gonna do, right? I think my my difficulty in anything along those lines is that I, I'm a creature of habit. When I want to launch an app, 
I will open up the app drawer or go to the place that I put it on the home screen and I will look for it. I will never like open the app drawer and go, oh, there it is up at the top. Like my eyes just don't go automatically <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, say, Thank you for saving me the swipe. There it is. Or so. on your pixel, you're not using that bottom search bar to type and then launch apps. Yeah, because right. You're like, you know where the app is or it's already on your home screen or in a specific spot in the yeah, specific it's folder. Quicker for me to just get I, there I, quickly. You know, I was, I was talking with someone today here in the press, in the press area about this, how, you know, we're conditioned by the kind of XY coordinate in the grid of our, of our, uh, you know, app tray and, and also the color, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, if you ask me, you know, what, you know, what's the Gmail like? It's red, right? Like, what's the face blue? Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily going to be able to actually draw the icon for you, mm -hmm. but I actually have an idea what the color is. That's and true. I can tell you probably roughly it's in the, you know, top right or top left quadrant of the, of the app, of the, you know, the app uh, shade, right? And that's why it's so valuable for apps to get onto that home screen and not just be hidden behind search mm -hmm. or anything like that. They, they want that, like, 1A position right in the bottom right corner where your thumb lands automatically. Like, what apps end up in that bottom row is extremely valuable to companies. Yeah, right. They'll spend millions and millions and millions of dollars in advertising <laughs> if they can to get in that one spot. Sure. Rather than, like Jason was saying, having this, like, uh, carousel of ever-changing apps down at the bottom when you swipe up. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, how that evolves. I mean... We're creatures of habit, right? Like I, I, I'm going to let you know in a minute what what was my number one and a more interesting thing. But uh, this kind of ties in with gestures, so I want to talk about that because you know we've all tried. Well, I haven't installed yet, but I've tried it on everybody else's phone. The uh, the beta and the gestures uh, is you know there, and it's interesting, but I feel like it's still it's different. It's really not bad. good enough. Not as good. It's really bad. As yeah, as the uh, as I say on the iPhone 10. I hate to say that. But well, this is. Not it's not even enabled by default no. on a developer version of the OS, so that's why I'm willing to hold. Yeah, a I think bit it'll. I, I think it'll improve, but but I'm just saying, like, I'm not even sure I'm gonna give it a chance because I'm such a creature of habit. Yeah, you should and, give it a chance. I, I will, I will. But I'm just saying, like, it feels like you know the the biggest gripe I have is the swiping twice to get to the app tray, and again, it's because I'm so app tray centric. Yeah. Well, you don't really have to. It's a long swipe, and yeah. it takes you right to. But it, you know, you're, you're just anything. doing the flick and just yeah, there, yeah, up and you're there. I mean, with, as with anything, we are creatures of habit. It's it's hard to like reprogram our brains uh, in order to kind of learn these new ways of, of interaction. I'm sure when it when it's released to you know the consumer, they're going to have some obvious onboarding you know there has scenario. To be. There has to be because there's some hidden hidden pieces of it that, that confused me initially, switching between two apps the way I used to by double tapping, multitasking. Yeah. Like that was not apparent that you just swipe over to the right briefly on that home button. But that's how you do it. And it just takes a little bit of time to relearn. Really, I do think it's rough though, right? And I think the, the, the when you slide the pill to the left or the right. Oh you call it the pill too. Good. So yeah. <laughs> isn't that what it's called? Yeah, that's what I call it. That's it. Okay, but it's determined in this podcast forever for all journalists yeah. My issue with this is that they want you to do, there's multiple actions to do the same thing, and some yeah. are just less effective than others. Like, if you swipe up from the top, then you can go to other apps, which is already a bad use of space, because like, that's way too much information being filled when you could, on the cards, you had like five 
things that you could tap on, which would be amazing, and now it's filling up the whole screen. It works okay for iOS. It, yeah, it works okay for iOS. But then if if you do the pill swipe right thing, you can only go one at a time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm and saying. And if this you is, let go, it is, automatically this fills This is it. my biggest... That and the uptrade are my biggest gripe, is that this is like, on the iPhone, it's so... You know, so intuitive. You They're clearly like trying a few and, different and things at once. Yeah. And that, yeah, the app tray, like it to get to the app tray, you have to go all the way up with your thumb. Yeah, which is like, so I, I will all tell you one, that that has been that has been fixed already. Oh, has it? Uh, yeah, has it? I have. I have oh, seen one. a newer version that they fixed that behavior. Um, so how it doesn't work like that? But how how is it fixed? You is mean, it just like if you swipe fast? It, yeah, it's a it's a it's an understanding about that point at which it decides I want to go to multitasking versus I want to swipe way up to go to app drawer is a much is much closer together. Yeah. It's easier for it to detect that you were deliberately trying to get either the multitasking yes. card view or if you're swiping up more aggressively, want, which is what I usually yeah. would do. Yeah, I kind of feel like they should do what Apple did where if you swipe slow and you stop, it's yeah. multitasking. Yeah. And if you swipe faster, yeah. it's right. so it, And so the, role, it's, it's the distance like that, shouldn't yeah. matter. But the distance shouldn't matter. Either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it should be more of a speed thing or a and, and a, a deliberately slowing down and stopping for the multitasking. And then the swipe at the bottom, I think that it should, you know, kind of figure it out that if you swipe from the edge left or right, it should just ignore the back button yeah. and just start start flipping through the apps like yeah. the iPhone does. And maybe the, the trigger point is beyond the screen, so you yeah. know you haven't tapped on the back. Yeah, I think that it would be an interesting use to just have the the one the swipe right on the pill be just the switch to the previous app, mm -hmm. or have a quick swipe left on the pill be the back button, and not have that thing where you can press and hold to yeah. the right and have it go one at a time. Yeah. That seems really redundant. Why is there a back button there at all? Why don't you just well, because swipe to the left? left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why don't you just swipe to the left? Like, I, I, yeah. re I reviewed the Oba R15. It, it copies the iPhone 10 to, like, the a T. Yeah. It, it totally gets rid of the whole bottom thing, and it has the... But the gestures just make sense for Android. Yeah, Motorola has the same thing, too. Okay, you, you swipe up from the bottom to go home, swipe up from the right to do multitasking, and swipe up from the left to do back. I and it just makes sense. And, like, and, that's you, and you guys works. had a chance to try the OnePlus gestures on the 5T beta or whatever? I have not, no. And, and it's it's interesting because I think they have, so they, have, <laughs> they have swipe from the bottom middle for, for recent apps. Yeah. And then they have swipe from the left or right bottom for back. And then I can't remember how they're doing the home. I guess it's just... It's a one swipe. I can't remember how they do the multi. But I think it's it's like the iPhone. You stop halfway in. So this is the interesting. But I can't thing. remember. It's on the 5T. If you have your yeah. beta installed on the 5T, it's all of these different way. manufacturers have different swiping paradigms that's, that they've that's come up right. with. Yes, like we need they've, to. Yeah. You know, so this is at least it, it. It has flaws right now. It's definitely evolving beyond what Android P beta has right now. But it's Google putting its foot down and saying, "This is what the default is." I do not at all doubt that all these manufacturers will continue to do stupid other gesture <laughs> stuff because that's just what because they do. Because Android? Yeah, 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 exactly. And there will still be some random phones that have capacitive keys still and like crap like that. But this is at least the default version. So this is, you know, what they're saying you can do. Whether it's yeah. enabled by default or available or what. No, I do feel that the thing about that makes... Uh, the, the, and you know, Google strong and Pixel strong and is in the Nexus in the past strong was that Google kind of sets the rules 
and they absorb other people's features and unify them into a standard, yeah. as it were. Or right? separate apps. And then people, yeah, and it's good. It's good. I think, I think that's good. So the thing that I got excited about, and it's very nerdy because I used to be a developer, is Linux on Chrome OS. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because now you don't have to like, okay, so here's the thing. We all love our Chromebooks, right? I, I don't know if all of you use them. I know not as regularly. Not regularly as yeah, but we all do, right? You certainly are using. Uh, Jason's got the uh, Pixel Book right here. I don't know if you know. Do you use a Chromebooks? Uh, I've had I had a review model for a while, but I've since sent it back. Was it recently or was it like a while ago? A little bit, a little bit ago. I've been, I've been wanting to use a Pixel Book forever. Yeah, but it's I've, sweet. I've seen the most pickle, Pixel Books here than I have ever. Yeah, we need a Pickle Book. And so Andrews like me, we're occasional users. Uh, I'm actually more than occasional now. I'd say about half my time on a laptop. Is on, on the Pixel or Pixel Book, um, and the reason for that is most of the stuff I do, I just don't really need more than a Pixel Book for, yeah, or a Pixel, sure. or yeah. even a, a cheap Acer or Asus or whatever Chromebook. But the thing that's got me excited is that if you're a developer right now, put yourself in the shoes of an Android developer. You're an Android developer. You want to work on the go. You have to buy a MacBook or a Windows box to develop, and so the MacBook is pretty is a pretty solid platform. But, you know, it's still a pretty heavy platform, right? There's a lot of stuff in there you might not want. And then the Windows is, even though Windows 10 is much better than ever was, it's still, you know, run a Windows 10 update and it's a hassle, right? I mean, it still takes a long time. So, you know, Chrome is so easy to update and maintain that it's very appealing. And as Google's OS of choice, it's kind of crazy that you haven't been able to use it to develop Android apps as a developer. Right? Yeah. Because you have to buy a Mac to use yeah. to develop iOS apps. Apple makes no excuses about it. And you know, it's their prerogative, like rightfully so. So I think that this is gonna make be a game changer for a lot of folks. I think because, so. Too. You know, for me right now, I'm I know I could record this on a Zoom uh, flash based recorder yeah. or like a camera even with a shotgun mic or omni mic or like, there's lots of options I have. But just from familiarity, I have a mic plugged into my MacBook, and my MacBook has free audio editing software, Audacity. And guess what? I can't do this on a Pixel book. Yeah. And yet now, with Linux support, there's a Linux build of Audacity. Yeah. I can just compile it and done, yeah. and I've got audio recording on my on my Pixel book, you natively, locally. You can deploy Android apps through your Pixel book now, too. I know. Right? It's That's now. like crazy. That's like so awesome. you can you can build and test and on the test. same device. Exactly. You don't it's not an emulator. emulator. Yeah. It's running on the, yeah. the Pixel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's and, so cool. And, and so that's to me what's gonna be exciting because I'm not really sure it's people gonna write Linux apps on a Pixel book that much. You know, this isn't, and this isn't just going to cause an explosion of no. development of Linux apps. No. no, no, no. But at the same time, it means that we now have a vehicle for carrying only a single laptop in many instances. And I'm going to very much experiment with uh, getting Audacity or something similar open source working mm. on my Pixel book. Because if I got that, honestly, the only thing I can do in my Pixel book right now, because it's you can do it in the cloud, but it's really not well suited for that, is video editing. Yeah. Adobe, but but yeah. photo editing is actually okay on a Pixel book because you get Google Photos on Android yeah. Yeah. and you use it in tablet mode and it's actually manageable. Uh, and there's all kinds of cloud-based uh, you know, photo editors. Um, I don't know, like what, you know, if you look at your use cases, Fiona, and with, a lap with your laptop, do you need more than a Chromebook? Like, do you need more than the web where you're actually using a lot of like native apps that require local storage and local processing? 
you know? Probably not. So you, you could just probably live with just like, a Even, like, I have, I have a MacBook, and the majority of the things that I use are yeah, on the, are, on the are, web, right? Yeah, like, web, but even just kind of, like, they're, they're Google things. I'm going on Google Photos. I'm going on Gmail. I'm going, you know, a lot of this stuff is just a, like, browser and connecting to Google. Right. <laughs> now, the reason I'm asking is because I think that all, I know these, I mean, you don't do photos and videos, really, like, on your, on your laptop, right? You... You write stories, you write scripts, stuff and now. Stuff like I mean, that, right? But it is the reason that I, I, I still have a MacBook Pro is because when I every do need to, every yeah. now and then, it's just easier for me to do it yeah. in Photoshop so, on a MacBook Pro. So for Jason, you pretty much live on a Chromebook. And, and I know Andrew and David and I still have some audio or video or photo requirements that require yeah, MacBook having a MacBook. Right now, so. um, you're, you're on Mac? No. Surface Book. Surface Book, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So there is a, we've got everybody here. We got Windows 10. We got Chrome OS. We've got uh, you know High Sierra or Sierra. I don't know. I got High Sierra. <laughs> um, Sierra. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm staying on Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really had any problems upgrading this High Sierra. I just kind of tried it on a whim and yeah, so far so good. It's been a month or two, so I think I'm sticking. It's delivering this podcast right now. It's delivering it uh, if the computer doesn't melt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> booth right now. Uh, as you know, this is a MacBook and it doesn't have cooling other than passive cooling and I'm at the bottom of it. Is Not a lot of passive cooling happening yeah, in this box right now. This is, this is toasty. Oh yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's nice and warm. So, uh, yeah. but, but, you know, it will throttle down. It's only recording audio. It's not doing anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, so I, I want to kind of talk. There's a few other topics that have come up. Um, the the, uh, the the Google Lens stuff I thought was really kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the ability to cut, copy paste text directly from a photo that it basically does OCR on the fly, and you can what's the slogan they use? Copy items from the real world into the virtual world directly, basically. Yeah. Do you want to see that demo at the well, keynote? That was cool. Yeah. Well, and they're showing a bunch of that off at the uh, AR VR sandbox. If you um, go in there, there's a whole wall that is devoted to lens. It's got a a newer version of lens. It's got the lenses that basically we saw at a keynote, so it's different from a phone. It's kind of side by side. And you can point, you know, it's it's doing its always looking thing, which is definitely a big difference from the lens that we have right now. Yeah. The lens that we have right now, Analyze. you have to specifically tap on a thing and say, analyze this. Right. On the new version, it's like you open it and there's little sprinkly dots everywhere as you're moving it around and it's constantly pulling that information and in and saying, hey, this blouse looks like this yeah. blouse. You yeah. want to buy this one? Yeah. And you have to think that that's been informed by all the development they've been doing in Google Photos, having even more, oh, yeah. all of this visual information to you just crunch on yep. billions and billions of photos and all of the things that uh, you were talking about before, David, like the Google Photos just gets better and better and yeah. figures out how to do all this stuff automatically. You have to think that's also informing lens right. and identifying all of these different things where you can just type into the search field on Google Photos, you know, dog or whatever is the usual one and it can just knows what all the dogs are. But when you apply that to the world machine learning of things that you can put yeah, your yeah. camera at, it has to it has to be a way bigger yeah. data set. I mean what was it last year that they showed off that you could like point it at a QR code on your router and it would automatically log I've never gotten oh, that yeah, to work. Yeah. It doesn't it still doesn't work. It was a yeah. year ago that it they announced it. It worked for me it. when oh. I was at my mom's place. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Well, so that's one of those data set things though. It has to get a certain users. number of photos yeah. uh, or or you know scans of a million different kinds of router yeah. uh, 
codes. Before it's right? like ninety nine percent sure yeah. it'll actually do right. it. Yeah. Speaking well, of of that, this, they they showed PDF, uh, uh, not not PDF. Scanning, but more like you take a photo of a document and it turns it into an editable, like text OCR PDF. PDF. That's awesome. You know, and geometrically adjusted and everything. Yeah, yeah. That I think is. Yeah, really they showed cool. taking it at an angle like something's flat on a table, and you take it at this awkward angle, and it just yeah. goes. Whoop. It makes it flat. And no, yeah, you can copy paste text and everything. Well, yeah, that, that's the that big difference. I mean, I do that all the time in Drive. There's the scan yeah. feature in Drive. Yeah, that's right. I do that all the time for scanning and documents, and you can do it at an angle and everything like that there. But being able to then yeah. go yeah. in yeah. and like, manipulate and make it the text. Make it a fillable form. Yeah. Kind of and then, you know, you can sign right on your phone. Like, when I bought my house, I signed on my phone. Wow. It's kind of magical to yeah. think that I didn't have to sign a piece of paper. That's yeah. cool. I was on a, I will always remember this, it was a note five. <laughs> so I used the actual yeah. uh, S Pen to do it because I figured that would be a, I mean, it's a house. It's, yeah. It needs to be a feels more official. Not like a big yeah. fat dab yeah. and a blob on yeah. the thing. So, so yes, cool. I know, cool. right? So my dad is a contractor and he used to, uh, he, it was way back in the day, he was like, oh, my phone's going bad. What phone do I get? And I was like, well, you should get a Note 5 because he, he like wanted to be able to take credit card payments because he does all these contracts and all these things. And so I got him a Note 5 and a square reader. And then he was yeah. able to accept payments from people right on the spot, at, right as he laid their floors. Like, Game changer. It was sure. crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, he was just, yeah, so he still has that Note 5 now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's getting a little weak at this point. It's yeah. time to give him a Note 8. I know, he needs a Note 8, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't give him Note 7, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Some of us have kept theirs, right? I don't have mine. I think, I I think Russell, at, Russell uh, sure. over on my team, still has his. I'm somewhere. pretty sure. Like I know that uh, Richard Lai has one, I think. I mean, there's a few people I know who have one. Living life pieces. dangerously. They won't, probably won't, yeah, they probably won't care if you take it on a plane anymore. Yeah, you're probably right. They just don't check anymore. I'm I sure. mean, that's, I don't know, it's a gamble. There's <laughs> definitely some issues there. But Samsung came back and look at them now. Yeah. It's like it never happened. You have a boring phone of all time. So, I mean, I feel like everyone is still trying to throw out, <laughs> throw out jokes, but I'm like, okay, just let it go at this The fact that I even brought it up today is terrible. Uh, <laughs> like, great, here we are Samsung PR is like never talking about it. No, but look, I did see nice things about the Note 5. Um, but uh, yeah, I, speaking of which, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about features that were introduced by other manufacturers and like, end up getting rolled into Google. Uh, that happens quite a bit, like the pen input is like, a good example, right? So Samsung really brought that to the table with the Notes. And then eventually, now any phone can support pen if the hardware is there. Yeah. Uh, what other features? I think there are some features like that. Like gestures is a good example that others started and is rolling in. Is there anything else that stuck out with Android Flux? P? Oh, it's not with P, but like well, just with anything. Google ingesting other things like Flux. Basically, like there's a whole thing where they got put on. If you guys know what Flux is, it's like it turns your uh, screen yellowish and reduces the blue light chance oh, right. when you're trying to go to sleep. And uh, it got put on the Apple App Store, and they removed it from the App Store like a week after they put it on, and then immediately added Night Mode to the to the iPhone. Right. But it, it and then it was on the Android uh, market for a long time. Well, not Android market, the Play Store for a long time, and then now it's just part of the Pixel. But it's still right. Pixel exclusive for some reason. Interesting. Even though I'm pretty sure a lot of manufacturers have it. At this yeah, point. they all do something yeah. similar. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the one thing that you generally find out of Iowa. What are the features that Google uh, Android has absorbed from other manufacturers? Yeah. And for the better, because then anybody can benefit. Yeah. Uh, anything else that stood out for you folks? And there's got to be more. I'm, uh, well, well, there I'm looking for about the, about the Google Home and the conversation. Oh, my God. Oh, you we got to talk about that. Thank you, Fiona, <laughs> for being on top of it. So I look. I thought that was amazing, but I know this. They picked two use cases out of like, out of like probably five million that yeah. were terrible. Yeah. And I saw a really good story in the Verge about this today on how there's some really serious ethical issues around. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like because it's it's causing even a further divide between you know the the haves and haves not have nots in 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 the sense that you know if you have a lot of money you're more likely to use these things and then you're going to let people kind of do this for you. And, you know, the people at the other end are generally people that are not quite as well off and they have to deal with whatever BS yeah. comes their way. I mean, they already do, but... All these automated systems. But now you can detach yourself, right, as a well-off person, not having to deal with... I don't with have to rough. talk to people. <laughs> Google Assistant. You and, and I feel that's kind of you know I think there's an ethical responsibility and obviously you know we've seen Facebook struggles with that and I'm I'm hoping Google is aware of that the fact that they didn't mention you know any of it is concerning me a bit I, I the technology is amazing as a as a nerd I'm totally digging it I think it's really cool um, I felt that the second conversation was a little awkward though mostly because of the human in the uh, conversation but and that that was kind of a the, so the second one was trying to show how the the AI could think on its feet a little yeah. bit when things weren't when, available or perfect, yeah, and, and, and the person on the other end uh, like it was like English was their second language, and so it was kind of the implication, and like oh, they didn't understand, and no, that reservation is not available, and that kind of stuff. Oh, Wednesday, yeah. you wanted Wednesday, like yeah, yeah. yeah. So that yes, they obviously they, they're going to cherry pick the ones that show how good the AI does, not the ones where it calls and it just completely derps out and is then hangs up or whatever and, and then calls back automatically because it's, because it's an AI and it's just going to keep trying. Um, I don't know how they actually roll this out to, to the world or to the U.S. or anything and don't get a massive backlash yeah. from small businesses that are yeah. like, we just got flooded with a million automated robocalls. robocalls. They're going to yeah. need to be disclosed that it is an AI. I right. think that's the ethical, to say, that is the ethical thing to do. Hi, I'm, I'm a robot, yeah. and I'm calling you to make it. Well, and your yeah. back goes, hi, I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, the second but, anybody but, but, knows but, but, there's a robot on the other depends, side. It depends on the added value to the business. If the well, business, you'll never get that far if you say, hi, I'm a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it I mean, matter. I do that even when I but get like, I can make yeah. a call. I'm yeah. like, operator, yeah. zero, yeah. zero, 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 zero. Maybe it can be codified, like saying, um, I'm calling on behalf of. Sure. Or like yeah. some kind of like. Because right. you also have other, there are actual legal issues in states like California. That's a two-party recording state. Right. Where this call is technically being recorded because it's being made by a robot and they're recording the information because then it has to come back to the Google Assistant and give you the information that it completed or did not complete yeah. the reservation. Like there are legal problems with making automated robocalls to people and recording them. Yeah. That I obviously Google didn't address that on stage. That's not very interesting. But they have to technically and legally address that. 
and all, adding those like all those like ums and like uh, yeah yeah pauses to try to sound more real and it's just like I mean I admire again the technology behind yes. it but I have a concern and and I feel like again it's very pie in the sky Silicon Valley you know I think oh, yeah. that with all the issues we've seen come out of uh, you know technology being so widespread especially with social media that company like Google would have somebody in this whole like whether legal whether you know, HR, PR, whatever, come up and say, hey guys, you know, before we show this at I.O., <laughs> would you think that maybe we should kind of like have some, you know, have some awareness of what we're doing here? Yeah. And I feel like that's that's an area where, you know, they, they kind of missed it, right? They, they missed the it, boat. It was, it was the obvious big moment from the keynote, right? It was the Sergey jumping out of uh, an airplane. Parachuting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was basically that. Yeah. It, it was it was meant to get people talking and to show just how much prowess Google has when it when it comes yeah. to AI and synthesis of voice, and which was another thing that really impressed me. And I, I don't know, I'm an audio nerd, so I loved it. But the the example that they showed of the the YouTube video of oh, the two yeah. people talking, yeah, how discern. it was able to yeah. pull out their individual audio that was awesome. to, that to was, do yeah. separate transcription, really cool. just that blew me away. Yeah. And, that stuff is right, that, that stuff is a lot of the same technology, but it's all feel good. It's like all yeah. upside. Yeah. Right? Nobody is feeling like they're, you know, the, the AI overlords are coming because they're able to close caption two people yelling at each yeah. other. But they do feel that when you have the RoboCop. Yep. Even though it's Absolutely. a lot of the same technology. Um, yeah. So what, what what did you think, Fiona? Like what is your perspective on this whole duplex man? Are you gonna have Google Assistant call and make reservations for you? You know what? I don't know. For me, I like doing things like that myself. I just, you know, just kind of, again, just nerding out on things like that. Like, you, like, I, I'm the person that I'm, like, going from, like, going from, from coming from an appointment and I'm, like, on open table walking to making a reservation while I'm walking to the place. Like, that's my, that's... I'll yeah. do it on open table. If I have to call, I'm like, do I really want to go to the restaurant? I don't want to make a phone call. Right, but I mean, that that's, it's interesting well, that's when you think, think of it. I just feel like who really is calling, unless it's kind of like an absolute requirement. There I'm are, not, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there, there, saying there are, like, places where you kind of have the, that that's their... Their protocol. There is no website, or they're not connected to open table. So if you want to make a reservation, those still exist. But I, mean, I feel like more. There's more places than not that if you need to make a reservation, you can do it online. I almost feel like the the best use for this in my life would not be talking to another human, but would be managing the phone trees of anything to get me to talking to a human. If I could have assistant do the phone tree stuff, yeah. where you have to wait 20 minutes AI and maneuver a tree to get to the right place, and then these, cool. Yeah, right. Robots talking yeah. robots, get me there, and the second someone picks up, my Google Home wakes yeah. up and says, hello, blah, 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 okay, how's it going? He recognizes the awesome. human voice like, yeah. instantly and then puts you on the line. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's like Gmail servicing the unsubscribe link in an email. That's, I want that right. part. Yes. Yeah. I don't want Gmail automatically replying right. to emails. Yes. <laughs> And exactly. just sending them without checking with you. Exactly. No, I think that's totally true. And I feel like, I, I, I don't know, I just I just feel it's going to be also interesting once an assistant calls an assistant. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> about, too. Like, and, uh, and I think that uh, me and, and Michael Josh were joking about that last night, too. And, like, in my, my nerdy mind, I imagine them starting out conversationally, and there's, like, a maybe signal in, in it that tells them yeah. that they're... And then all of a sudden, they start, like, they don't hear the motor. Like, you hear... <laughs> 
They're like, why are we messing around with this English? Why don't we just jump to the room? And the conversation ends in three seconds. Yeah, and the conversation ends after three seconds and they're done. Yeah, a bunch of high frequency tones back and forth. Yeah, done. Exactly. So that that's totally somebody needs to do video of that, a video spoof of that. well why don't we do the outros? Because we we've got like 45, 47 minutes of content. So Okay, David Imel, and you can find me on Twitter at Dervid Imel, which is D-U-R-V-I-D-I-M-E-L. Someone else took my handle, and they closed his account for impersonating me, but did not give me the handle. Wow. So wow. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you can find me on the Twitter, at Andrew Martinick. That's M-A-R-T-O-N-I-K. It's a long, it's a long handle, but... Uh, I don't want to shorten it up. That's what I've been from the start, right? <laughs> and at uh, Android Central, of course, we do our own podcast. Anywhere good podcasts are found, you'll find the Android Central podcast, too. And uh, all the good hot takes about gestures and AI. Um, Jason, yeah. people can find you on all about Android, but yeah. tell them more. Uh, Twit.tv slash AAA. Yeah. Is where you find all about Android. I'm on Twitter at Jason Howell, which makes a lot of sense because that's my name. <laughs> Fiona, go ahead. Uh, well, my Twitter is at Techie Supreme. I also have Instagram at Techie Supreme, and the website is techiesupreme.com. Awesome, fantastic. Nice. You guys know where to find me. I'm Tangirl on Twitter. That's T N K G R L. Like the comic book character without the vowels. Uh, also, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Miriam Drawer. My name's spelled out Miriam with a Y. The podcast is mobiletechpodcast.com. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. We're on iTunes. We're on Pocket Casts. We're everywhere. If you can't find Mobile Tech Podcast, just Google Tanker on my handle, TNKJR. I'll find it. Um, and uh, I need to, before you guys all go, uh, quickly pimp my sponsor, Audible. Is my sponsor audible.com. You want some audiobooks? You want to listen to some cool books while you're driving, traveling? For me, it's like I don't have time to read physical books. I love physical books, but I end you got up, stuff to do. I end up listening to them a lot because of, you know, whatever it is travel, commute, and audio. Uh, Audible has really been there for me. Any of you use it? Yeah, I actually just started using it when I was listening to a podcast on, on the plane coming here. So awesome. I'm getting into it. Yes, plane rides also good use. Yeah, or chore doing or doing chores around the house, like you know, doing laundry and vacuuming yeah, or whatever. Right. Like, listen to something after you're done listening to this podcast. Then you move on to your audio. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to uh, support the podcast, please go to audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. And click on that link and um, join Audible if you're not already using it. And uh, that will support the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for being on the show. It was really a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having us on. Thanks yeah, again. Thank and we'll yeah. catch everybody next week. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.